Hello, and welcome to my first ever episode for my podcast, podcast for people with ADHD. Um, I'm your host, Kat, and today I'll just be chatting like I usually do. Um, this episode's title is Disability, and we will get to that, but first I want to talk about why I started a podcast. This is the first episode, after all, and uh, I kind of just want to chat. Um, I started this podcast, well, I'm starting this podcast now because I really like to talk to myself. I end up talking to myself quite often, usually while I'm driving. I will be driving from location to location and I will just, you know, chat to myself about the day or uh, certain people in my life or what have you. Um, sometimes I'll just play out scenarios and I'm just talking to myself or talking to other people. Um, I get lost in my own imagination and I thought, you know what? You know what would be a good outlet for all of this creativity? A podcast. Because I am not the most, uh, charismatic person. And so I thought, you know, might not record my face, but... Uh, you know, not a, not a lot of people like listening to podcasts, but I thought, you know, why not? I, I'm a pretty, uh, strong voice when it comes to talking to people, and I really like to talk. So let's do a podcast. Um, I don't have, like, the best recording equipment, have you, but, um, we're just doing this because... I think it'll be a good outlet for my creativity. You know, everyone needs an outlet for either the creativity or just like, you know, an outlet for anything, for energy, for uh, what else there is, <laughs> whatever else you have. Uh, everyone needs something to do. You know, something that isn't work, something that's not school, something that they enjoy, uh, or something they just know, like to do. Something that's, like, not, not particularly something they really love to do, not, like, a passion, not, like, something they're per- pursuing as, like, a big-time hobby or uh, a job, a career. You know, sometimes you just need something that you can just do, that, you know, you're bored and you're sitting in your room and you decide to record a podcast. Or you're just bored and you're sitting in your room and you play a video game. Um, all human beings just need something they can do. And I think, you know, maybe this could be my thing. And I hope that anyone that is listening to this can find their thing too. It doesn't have to be like a really big hobby. It doesn't have to be something you're pursuing as a career. It can just be something you really like to do. It can be cooking, you know. Um, recently, I've decided, not decided, but uh, dabbled in cooking um, and found out that I, you know, I really like to cook. It takes up a lot of time, and I'm a very busy person, but cooking is really fun, and I really like to cook, so I have found, like, this really yummy garlic chicken pasta recipe, and I make it all the time because it is so good, but I am constantly looking up recipes and whatnot, and it's really fun, so, you know, um, you just have to, like, you just have to explore find a hobby that you can do, or just an interest, just anything. Um, I used to, like, when I was a kid, I would open up, like, 
a list of a hundred different hobbies that you could start because I didn't have any hobbies as a kid. No, I just, uh, I was, a, I was a weird kid, let's just say, <laughs> but, um, I would, I would look up lists of hobbies that I could do and I didn't like any of them because I wouldn't try any of them. I would just say, ah, uh, no, ah, uh, no, ah, uh, no, to all of the things that are on this list. Uh, like photography and collecting and um, reading and all of that, which I do love to read. But, you know, sometimes it's it's kind of tedious. And so, you know, I would just go through these lists and just mark everything off as a no. And then I would get to the end of this hundreds, there's a hundred things on this list. I'd get to the end and I'd cross everything off and I'd be like, oh, well, I guess I'll never have a hobby. But when I became an adult, um, as I, you know, got out of the house, I'm, I'm in my own place now, doing my own thing, uh, it's, it's been a really new experience where I can, like, buy my own things and experiment with whatever I want. Uh, so I can experiment with recipes or food. I actually found out that I really love zucchini. I love zucchini, and I would have never known that if I didn't move out of my mom's house and just buy my own groceries and just be like, you know what, I'm going to try this today. So find your thing and experiment. Don't, don't be afraid to experiment. Comfortability is comfortable. Having the same things to do every single day is really nice. To just chill and just relax. It's very nice, but you never get out of your comfort zone and you never find new things that you might enjoy. You, you'll never find that you really love zucchini or you'll never find that, you know, maybe you really love to record a podcast. You'll never find those things that you really love to do. So get out of your comfort zone um, and just try new things. And if if you are someone who is an adult, like above the age of 18, and you still live in your parents' house, I would make it a, a priority to get a job, get out of the house, try to, you know, try to find your own place. You don't even have to have a car if you live in, like, a small city. If you, if you live in, like, I don't know, Vegas, Salt Lake, Cincinnati, Seattle, um, don't, like... <laughs> Don't not have a car because, like, you definitely are not going to be able to bike anywhere. Um, but if you live in, like, a small town or something, uh, definitely prioritize getting your own place. Uh, and then you can, like, you can bike or walk um, anywhere you need to be. Like, to work, you can find work nearby. And it it doesn't have to be something you super, super enjoy. But, you know... Find somewhere you can be. Explore new things. Maybe you'll hate it. Maybe you'll love it. But it'll be a new experience for you. And that's all life is, is just a bunch of new experiences. So why not jump in head first? Find the things you love to do. The only, thing you're, the only way you're going to find the things that you love to do is by doing them. So if you take anything from this entire episode that I'm going to record, uh, I want you to I want you to know that it's okay to explore new things. Even though you think you're going to hate it, um, maybe you'll love it. You know, 
maybe you'll see this <laughs> this this green vegetable at the market that looks absolutely disgusting and you try it and you actually really love it so if you're going to take anything from this episode just take that you should try new things and maybe you'll love it and if you live with your parents you should probably not live with your parents anymore cuz the only way the honestly the only way you're going to find things that you love to do is by doing them without your parents. <laughs> that that that's just like a given, you know. You got to get out of your parents' house in order to explore these new situations. So, get out of your parents' house, get a job and explore new things. Cuz you're going to love life. You're going to love life so much more if you do that. I promise you. Now that I've went on my rant about jobs and everything, let's talk about the actual, you know, topic that I was going to talk about. I had this idea for a topic for a podcast episode in my car literally like half an hour ago as I was driving to my appointment to apply for disability. Um, And I was just talking to myself like I normally do um, as if I was recording this podcast episode. And I was like, you know what? I should just do it. Jump in head first. Because as I was saying, you know, you got to try new things. You got to jump in head first to see if you really like it. And maybe I'll hate this. Maybe I'll hate recording podcasts and I'll delete this all um, as soon as I'm done recording it. But you just have to try it. You just have to try it. And that's the only way you're going to learn if you really like it or not. So I had this episode idea and I decided that I was going to do it because it's been an, it's been in my head for long enough, you know, might as well get it out of the way. But uh, as I was going to my uh, appointment to apply for disability, I was like, I was talking to myself and I was like, um, I'm, I might as well record what I'm talking about. So what I was talking about is uh, I, I uh, started this morning. By waking up, obviously. I I don't think anyone doesn't wake up to start the day. And if you do, can you please send me how? Because that would be very nice to not wake up in the morning. But I woke up to my alarm at 7.30 a.m. And I was exhausted out of my mind. Because obviously, when you have ADHD, uh, you want to stay in bed all day. And you stay up way too late. So, obviously... I had stayed up to like 2, 3 a.m. ish. I can't even remember when I went to bed. And I woke up at 7.30 a.m. And I was wanting to die, literally. Um, I had classes at 10 a.m. And I didn't have to do much but take my meds and eat. And I didn't even eat this morning. And I know everyone can relate to that. But I I was exhausted out of my mind. So I told my Alexa to, uh, you know, dismiss my alarm and set an alarm for 8.30. I thought that would be enough time to, you know, uh, get my bearings. Well, I went back to bed and I woke up, like, I didn't even, I didn't even, like, really go back to sleep. Woke up at 8.30 with the alarm going off and I was so exhausted. I was more exhausted than I woke up at, when I woke up at 7.30, you know. Um, and I was like, oh, I shouldn't even, I shouldn't have even slept more because now I'm even more exhausted. So, turn off my alarm 
and I pick up my phone. I start scrolling TikTok as you do in the morning. You know, it's like my cup of coffee. It's like what I need in the morning um, to be able to function. So I'm on TikTok and I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling and it's nine. And I'm like, I'm going to get I'm going to get out of the bed at nine. Right. But nine turns into nine oh five and then nine oh seven. And then suddenly it's nine twenty five. And I'm like, shit, I have to leave the house at 9.45 to make it to my class on time. So I'm like rushing to get ready, get dressed, take my meds, but I'm exhausted. And it's 9.35 about this point, and I'm exhausted. And I'm like, I could either um, take this last 10 minutes to eat or I could sit in my bed and do nothing. And guess what I chose? I chose to sit in my bed and do nothing until 9.40. And then I was like, I better go to class early. Uh, so I went to class early and I got there on time. And uh, yeah, it was my politics class because uh, I'm in college. So you take a, you're like required to take a politics class. Um it's a really fun class. I just hate that it's at 10 a.m. Because no way in hell am I waking up at fucking 10 a.m. to make it to a class. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> I hate it. I would rather have my classes at like 1, 2, 3 p.m. And I still wouldn't even attend. But anyways, I, I love this class. I do. Politics has always been like an interest of mine and... Although it's, like, super confusing and super sensitive, and sometimes I really despise it, I really do like politics. So, being in a college environment with college students and talking about politics, it's just, it's just really fun. Uh, but today I went in and I sat down next to this really sweet girl and we were talking uh, for a little bit. And my professor's talking and we somehow get on the topic of Biden and Trump. Now, I'm not going to talk about who I prefer or, you know, the whole political situation. I have my opinions. Anyone who's listening to this has their opinions. And I definitely don't want to, like, step into the territory of borderline having an argument over the internet because it's stupid. And I'm not going to do that. I'm going to talk about the discussion we had in class but I'm not going to talk about, like, what side I prefer or, like, um, how stupid everyone is. <laughs> I'm not going to bash anyone's sides. Just keeping a complete neutral stance on everything. Um, because obviously, you know, anyone who knows me knows my opinions. But I think that should be it. Like, people who know me know my opinions. People on the internet, strangers, you don't, you don't need to know my opinions. And that's fine. And that's okay. And we should just keep it that way. Because... Politics is sensitive. So with that prefaced, um, I will now talk about what we talked about in class. And hopefully no one can get their feelings hurt. Um, but we were, t we were talking about Biden and Trump. And less so Trump, more so Biden. We were talking about his stutter and if that makes him, like, a viable president. And everyone has their opinions, but a lot of people were being very ableist. Which, if you don't know what the word ableist means, it means uh, being discriminatory over people with disabilities. 
And if you believe, you know, in ableism or not, it doesn't really matter. It does exist. Um, and if you want to do your own research on your own, you're definitely, like, free to do that. And if you don't want to, you're also free to do that as well. Um, but... Obviously, I have my opinions about this. I am disabled. Anyone who's watching this, who's listening to this, um, you definitely have your opinions, but you probably are also disabled in some way. If you have ADHD, you are disabled in some way. You are you have a mental disability, um, and that isn't meant to offend anyone. I'm being literal when I say that. You do not function as a neurotypical. You struggle to initiate tasks or finish tasks or stay on task and there's a bunch of other symptoms that come with ADHD but you do not function as a neurotypical which makes it a disability if that makes any sense um and that's not meant to like call you disabled in like a derogatory way that is just you know informing you of what you have and you can take that or you can leave it um it's not going to offend me, but I would like to inform you that, yes, it is a disability, and at the end of this episode, I would love to uh, give some resources that you can reach out to if you need some help with it, because let's face it, everyone needs some help uh, at points, but if you have a disability such as ADHD, you need a little more help than other people. And it's okay to ask for that help, and it's okay to receive that help. Um, and I'm going to go, later on, I'm going to go into a story about how I have sought help today, and how I'm going to, and uh, I hope you stick around for that. But back on topic, we were talking about, obviously, Biden's stutter, and uh, if that makes him a viable president, it's a disability. His stutter is a disability, and a lot of people were being very rude about it, saying, you know, because he has this stutter, he's not able to think coherent words because he can't create a coherent sentence. And this girl that was sitting next to me, bless her heart, she has a speech impediment um, that you, it's not even noticeable, I promise, but she does say that she has a speech impediment and she was fired, which I totally get as someone who deals with disabilities as well. I also do have a bit of a speech impediment and I stutter um, on occasion. It comes with the anxiety, but bless her heart, she was totally fired up raising her hand every couple seconds so that she could argue with these people and not argue as in screaming at people, argue as in the way it should be where you were just presenting a point in your opinion and the other person is presenting a point in their opinion and you go back and forth uh, because that's actually what arguing is. But she was presenting her argument and saying, you know, it's not fair to stereotype Biden as stupid or, um, you know, ugh, I can't think of any word other than stupid, but you know what I mean. It's not, it's not fair to stereotype him this way because he has a stutter. And a lot of the students were saying, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. We would never do that. We're just saying that he is stupid, just not because of a stutter. But I think a lot of the stereotyping and a lot of their opinions comes from the stutter. 
either if that's intentional or unintentional, a lot of the way they view Biden is because of his stutter. Now, I, I'm staying neutral. I'm not saying Biden is a good candidate because let's face it, he is not the best president we've had. And he's definitely not going to be the best president we've ever had. But it's not fair to stereotype him the way we are because of his stutter. That you can stereotype him any other way because of anything else he's done, but to call him stupid or um, uninformed or unable to make a coherent thought because of his stutter, that is unfair and frankly ableist. Um, this lady, this uh, girl that was sitting next to me, um, she turned over to me and she was like, this isn't fair. I know someone who's autistic who can barely speak a word, but can build a computer in seconds. And that is so true. I know a lot of people who are autistic, who are my best friends, who are able to do crazy things. And they don't even have to be math smart or street smart or any sort of intelligence. They are smart in their own way. I have a friend who is not very good with social situations, who is diagnosed with autism, who loves to play video games, and he is very, very, very good at them. People with autism are, frankly, one of the best people in the world because of their dedication to whatever they are passionate about. And it's not fair to stereotype them in the way of unintelligence because Frankly, people with autism are more intelligent than neurotypicals are. So, to stereotype someone because of a stutter that they face um, is, is just completely unfair. And I think that if we were a little more aware of this and a little more sensitive of this, we would be better off as a nation. And that is just my opinion. But a lot of people who are going to be listening to this, obviously this is the podcast for people with ADHD, a lot of people who are going to be listening to this probably have ADHD. Um, so if you have ADHD and you're dealing with these disabilities, you are a lot more prone to listen to other people who have disabilities. And I thank you for that. It's very good to have some people on our side, even if it's people who are on our side. Um... But even if you do not have ADHD or any disability that you know of and you are on our side, I thank you because it is so nice to have people who are fighting for people who have disabilities, especially disabilities that are not visible to the naked eye, especially mental disabilities. We've been fighting for rights with, for people with mental disabilities for a long time. And it's taken a very long time to get the resources because they're not visible to the naked eye. I go into stores with the most confidence I've ever had in my entire life. And I leave feeling drained and triggered and like bordering a panic attack. But people don't see that. All they see is the confidence because I have built myself up for this social situation to go in and to go out. And... People don't see the after effects of it because it's an invisible mental illness. 
Me personally, I struggle with ADHD, obviously, and PTSD. And PTSD is very difficult to function with, but it's also stereotyped to veterans. I myself am not a veteran, but when I bring up that I have PTSD, a lot of people are like, no, you don't because you're not a veteran. And it's very difficult to get resources for myself that aren't offered to me and only to veterans with PTSD. It's very difficult. And so we have to keep fighting for mental health rights because we need help. And it's okay to reach out for help, but we don't have those options yet. So we need to keep fighting for it. And I appreciate anyone who is fighting for it. Um, We've made a a lot of good steps, and I'm going to go into my personal story now of what I did today to show you that, you know, there are resources for us, and they do exist, and someday we will have all of the resources that we need, but right now, let's just use the resources that we have now and keep fighting for the ones that we need. Today, I went into my college's Disability Resource Center. I had made an appointment prior because I had been having a panic attack all day. And I thought, you know what? This is absolutely unbearable. I can't deal with this anymore. I'm going to go into the Disability Resource Center and see if I can get any sort of help. So I went to the Disability Resource Center, which I had thought previously that they only helped people with physical disabilities. I went in there and I asked someone, hey, do you offer disability help for people with PTSD? And they said, yes, of course. Just go into that office over there. They'll tell you all about it. I was so surprised. I thought that if you had any sort of mental disability, you couldn't get help. I knew that in high school, you could get like I have no idea what they're called, but they give you extensions on homework assignments if you have, like, autism or ADHD or whatever else. Um, I knew that they had offered that in high school, but in college, I thought it was, you couldn't have it. it. It's just done. You can't get help. So I had never went to the Disability Resource Center for um, any of this kind of stuff. But that specific day... I was having the worst panic attack ever, so I decided, you know, I'm gonna go to the Disability Resource Center and see what they have. I went into this office with this very kind lady, and I sat down, and we chatted for a little bit, and I was like, yeah, I have PTSD, and I don't know what I need, I don't know what you offer, but I need help. And she said, yes, of course, here's what you need to fill out. And make an appointment with this lady and we will help you out. And I said, okay, thank you so much. And I left and I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Because when you have ADHD, you put it off for like a day and that day becomes three days. Everyone knows this. But um, when I had the day of the appointment, I went and did all the stuff that I was supposed to Obviously, it takes a couple days for it to go in, so I wasn't prepared when I went into my appointment, but that was okay. I went into the appointment, and she had a bucket of fidget toys, which is literally heaven if you have any sort of anxiety, autism, ADHD, any any sort of 
disorder like that, you see those fidget toys and it's like, I'm in heaven, bro. I'm in heaven. I picked out one and I started fidgeting with it and it, it didn't satisfy me. Because it had like oils from other people's fingers, which is like, I don't know. That is just my thing that I cannot handle. If there's like oil on something from like people's face or people's fingers, I, I can't. But then I picked out this one that was like, it was like little cubes, little squares, and you flipped them around several times, and it would just, it would make a cube, and then it would make a rectangle, and you'd flip it back into a cube. And I just fidgeted with that the whole time we had this appointment. And she gave me the rundown. She said, we need documentation. I said, yeah, I know. I was informed. I just like, I put it off for so long, but... Uh, I got it done, and she was like, okay, that's good, great, and I was like, oh, positive reinforcement, like, oh, you know, you don't really get that these days, but I got that uh, positive reinforcement, that was very nice, and then she said, um, once we have those, schedule another appointment, and we will figure out the accommodations, but she ran me down on the accommodations that I would be offered, I have PTSD and ADHD, and I would get extensions on homework assignments and excused absences for when I feel very triggered or unable to go to class, which was so nice. It's so nice because last semester, my first semester of college ever, fresh out of high school, I did not have these resources and I struggled so much. I would miss so much school, and I would miss so many assignments. It was so hard. It was so difficult. And when she said that I could have extensions, and I could have excused absences, I felt so relieved. That was the best I've ever felt in college, my entire time in college, which frankly is short, but best I've felt. I felt so safe, and I want everyone to feel that way, which is why I'm going to go over why you should go to a disability resource center if you go to college. Um, if you are in high school, you have the resources, you just need your parents to fill it out, you need to go to like a therapist or psychiatrist and get the papers that prove that you have this, and then um, you just turn it in basically, and you have like uh, I don't even know what it's called. It's like a 404 or something. Um, but it will, it will help you so much. I promise, especially in high school when there is so much to do and there's so much to remember. If you were in high school, please, please reach out. It will help you so much. If you're in college and you do not have these papers already, uh, Usually, a campus will have resources to find a therapist or psychiatrist. A lot of campuses are now insti instituting, instating, there we go, sorry. A lot of campuses are instating mental health resources. So, some of them will have it on campus where you can meet with certified therapists and psychiatrists for free. For a couple sessions and then they will turn you out to the community if you run out of sessions. Um, if they do not have this, they do have resources where they will show you the community first so you can find someone 
uh, for a therapist or psychiatrist or whatnot. Um, find someone that will diagnose you. Having a therapist is so nice, and I greatly suggest that to anyone who's struggling. If you, um, if you are struggling with a mental illness or just in general, if you're struggling with life, you don't have to make a long-term commitment for a therapist. Just get one for a little while and vent out your feelings. It is so nice. And I, you, you don't need to have a disorder to have a therapist. Just please talk to someone. And that can be a therapist. If you can't afford one, um, there are online resources for you. There are free online resources as well. Um, I don't know, like, what exactly you can use because my college, like, has, like, this thing called telehealth or whatever. No, that's, that's not it. (laughs) But, um, they have, like, this agreement with some sort of, like, online therapy thing that you can use for free. Uh, if you're in college, uh, try to look for those resources If not, there are a few free resources out there that you can use for therapy if you cannot afford a therapist. If you can, I please reach out. It is so nice. And I promise you, you will not regret it. Even if it's just a temporary thing. Get the help you need. Um, if you, uh, if you have a therapist, get them to diagnose you, give, get the paperwork uh, for what you have, and send it in to the Disability Resource Center at your college or uh, at your workplace. If you if you have a job where you can work with the disability that you have, send in the paperwork for that disability, and they will give you accommodations. Um, I don't know what specific jobs work with what specific disabilities, but find that out, find out if your job will work with your disability, and if you turn in the paperwork that shows that you have that disability, they will accommodate you, especially in college. Um, If you are doing college and you have a job, it is a lifesaver, literal lifesaver to have, like, extensions or absences, you know, excuse absences. Um, So, Please make that a priority in your life. I promise you that will make your life so much easier. Um, I have not a lot more to say about that topic, about the topic of disability, other than preaching to the choir, you know, preaching to you guys to reach out, to get help. I, it's really helped me. I'm pursuing getting a service dog and I'm getting uh, college accommodations, just trying to make my life a little easier. And life can be easier. You don't have to suffer. There are resources for you. And I want you to realize that and to know that so that you don't struggle. And if this podcast can be a resource for you, if this can be your safe space, because I'm going to talk a lot about mental disorders, and really just anything that's happening in my life, which is usually revolving around mental disorders. But if this can be a safe place for you, 
I will keep doing this. I will keep being your safe space. Because if if you cannot have, you know, like a service dog or a therapist or whatever and you're struggling, I would love to be that for you. I would love to make this podcast a safe space for everyone who's tuning in. Even though it's really just me ranting, I I love to just talk and talk and talk about anything and everything, but if this can be a safe place for you, I would love to keep doing it. Um, there's Yeah, there's not a lot more to say about disability. I talk about a lot of different topics, uh, and I usually bounce from one to the other, but, you know, I would like to keep some sort of topic uh, situated here, um, and this this topic was disability, and I feel like I spewed out everything that I know about disability just from talking about the political side of it, where we're dealing with disabilities in our presidency, to talking about me, myself, my personal life, my story with dealing with disability, and uh, the resources you can get for disability. I could talk all day about my PTSD and my ADHD and anxiety and depression and all of that. Um, It has affected my life in great detail, and it's a big focus of my life. Um, It's actually the inspiration to what I'm studying in school, which is psychology. Um, But, you know, I guess I could take up... (laughs) I could take up 20 minutes talking about this so we reach an hour in the episode. Um, but <sighs> there's like too much to talk about and yet so little. When you have PTSD, it's hard to uh, it's hard to recall memories, but when you do recall them, it is so strong and powerful. It's hard to uh, stay on topic. You know, it's hard to continue talking because you talk about that one memory and it brings so much emotion and pain and, you know, it's it's very difficult to live with PTSD and for anyone listening who has PTSD, I feel so sorry for you and I want you to know that you're not alone. It's a difficult thing to deal with and it's should be more normalized. Veterans aren't the only ones that deal with PTSD. A lot of people who have dealt with abuse um, and so many other things uh, can be the cause for PTSD. And there's so many different forms of PTSD, like, um, oh shoot, I just forgot all of the names of PTSD that there is. But believe me when I say there are a lot of different forms of PTSD. And it should be a more normalized thing in uh in America but all over the world uh but once we once we normalize it you know hopefully there's more resources uh for PTSD and i'm getting super sidetracked so uh i'm going to end the episode here because <laughs> my mind is starting to wander and i don't want to like get super triggered and super emotional and then have to like have 5 minutes of silence for the episode
So I know this is like a pretty short episode for a podcast. I was hoping for an hour, but it's really just me talking. And this is my first episode, so why make it super long and boring? But I hope that anyone who is listening to this kind of enjoyed what I was talking about, even though it was just me talking about disability. I promise in the future I will talk about more light topics and have a little bit more fun. But this was just my day today, and I thought, you know what? Why not just start chatting about it? Because I love to chat about what's going on in my day and what's going on in my life and just make it kind of like a life lesson, you know? My, it's my favorite thing to do, so uh, I will continue making some of the more episodes, hopefully, and releasing them as time goes on, and we will continue chatting. So I hope you, I hope you enjoyed, and I will chat with you later. Bye!